You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. What's popping, y'all? I have been thinking about you so much this week, meditating on what makes us similar, how we differ, and my commitment to show up for this community. So I just wanted to let y'all know y'all been in my heart, y'all been in my mind, and in my soul, and how we can continue to grow together in the year that is 2022 to continue to profess and stand in our power. Also, happy Women's History Month. Happy March. It's a new month, and I'm attacking it with a new expectation. I hope you are as well. I want to get straight into this episode. I think it is super powerful and it kind of brings you in on where I've been the past week. So let's hop into it. In the spirit of it being Women's History Month, I want us to use the prose prompt this week as an exercise to mark where we've been and inspire hope towards where we're headed. So on a piece of paper, write your name and garden at the top. So mine would be Destiny's Garden. And from there, I want you to write different sections of seeds in your garden that either you have planted in your life or that have been deposited into your garden. Seeds that you plan to water. Seeds that you plan to water. So I don't want us to um, take a look at different traumas, child. I want us to keep it on things that you plan to water. And you mark these by just writing boxes on a piece of paper and the seeds on the inside. So one of my boxes would be faith. Another would be writing, etc. And so you would do that. And then within the sections that make up your garden, Take a moment to simply acknowledge those who came before you to provide those seeds. For me, every time I think about writing, I'm going to think about Miss Pitts from fifth grade who gave me an assignment that led me to discover that I understand poetry, right? Because she did a lesson on it before we started to implement it. So one, it made me feel confident that I even understood the lesson because when you first hear poetry, it sounds tricky and complicated and like only certain minds can master it. And I didn't think that my mind was one of those minds. So that was the first thing. And then after that, there was this euphoria that I felt in the fact that I was able to complete the assignment that she gave and not only completed, but I felt inspired by my own writing and it was something that I wanted to continue. And here I am, 2022, 27 years old, still writing today. And so when I take my time to pause when it comes to the seed that was planted in the form of writing, I'm always going to think about Miss Pitts and give her honor in that way. And so think about your different seeds, what pieces make up the departments of your garden and who assisted in planting those seeds to get you here. From there, begin to think what seeds you would want to continue to water. Spring is on its way, okay? And the harvest is coming, y'all, in a physical sense, in a spiritual sense, in an emotional sense. The harvest is coming. You honor others with flowers and you honor yourself 
by knowing your fruit. What fruit do you want to bear in this upcoming harvest season, in this upcoming spring? For this month, it's a new month. What fruit do you want to have attached to your name? Take a look at the seeds that are already planted. Right. Because sometimes we get intimidated that we feel we have to start a new thing. People will be tweeting like new month, new blessings. I have people on Twitter that every month they repeat a tweet that's like new month, new X. And that can be exciting. It can be invigorating. You might just want to be like out with the old. Let's start this new thing. February was trash. This month was sluggish for me. Like you think about all the negatives attached to a month. Right. I want us to avoid doing that. With this exercise, I want to sit in the things that have already started. There's already momentum. You've already kicked off the thing. And we're taking a moment to honor that that's already started, that that process is underway. And then to think about how we can continue to give tribute to that by watering it with the power that we know that we have today. So this exercise allows us to pay tribute to the lineage of our power while simultaneously giving us the power of choice in how we continue to nurture the garden of our lives. And so that one is a little bit deeper than the past ones that we've done, but I truly think it'll be helpful and less intimidating as we continue to go throughout the year. We've gotten a start. I just want us to continue to think about the finish. What's that fruit that we want to have at the end? All right, y'all, as I said, it is a March and I can honestly say that I'm getting into a better swing. My routine is a bit more fluid these days, which is not like me, I like to have some order, some structure, some lines and some regulations in place. But it's, I feel like my schedule being fluid or my routine being fluid is something that I'm kind of been building up to, like low-key since 2019. And then obviously the pandemic has thrown us off a bit. And then we like be in a pandemic, then out of a pandemic every couple months. So that kind of throws you off a bit. But my focus is becoming more and more acute. Every time I think about something, every time I attack something, every time I continue on my path to power, my journey to harnessing my voice, I get a deeper focus on what that even means. And I've taken the time to outline what's important to me in this season, and I'm constantly refining the habits to help me keep that important you know you know something's important like working out is important but that's not important to me in this season like right now I'm not prioritizing that at all I'm gonna talk to y'all in April when it starts feeling better outside I'm probably gonna be giving more running analogies because I'll be running again your girl is not moving <laughs> like I mean I done hit a yoga here and there you know what I'm saying I done danced in my living room a couple times but I'm not doing that like how I was going hardcore like hella miles outside that is you're just not seeing me outside doing that right now so I'm thinking about what's important to me in this season and what habits can I put in place to show that it's important and one negative habit that I have is when I start thinking about these type of things I start to get intimidated and I get intimidated because I know that I gotta be on my stuff to make things happen and where I found power and strength this past week 
is in a concept of accountability. Now, typically, when we hear about accountability, especially in a Christian setting, it's about how you're responsible for your sins and you're responsible if you get an instruction from God and you don't obey, so on and so forth. Like, that's usually the context. But I was reminded of someone else who is responsible in this entire equation. And it's God. God is responsible for what happens to us. He's like accountable for what happens. And in some spaces of my life, listen, listen, in some spaces of my life that according to me don't make sense. Like if I was the author of my book, some of the things that's popping off for me right now, I would have left completely out. They wouldn't be there. But because God is writing the story and actually the story's already been written, then he has a responsibility to be an accountable narrator of my story. So you've heard of a reliable narrator. And while God is 100% reliable, he's not always a reliable narrator. Not to me. I don't think he's a reliable narrator because he be leaving stuff out. He leaves stuff out and he know why he leave it out. But if it was up to me, God tell me everything right now. My whole rest of my life. It'd be a little freaky if I knew, but I need to know at least this next couple things I'm praying about. Just let me know, bro. Like, am I going to get it or not? Like, I need to know. And so I think that God is 100% reliable, but I don't think that he sees it in our best interest to be a reliable narrator. He never lies. He doesn't deceive us, but he won't give us the full story, the full narrative, the entire scope of something at the beginning. We're going to have to work. We're going to have to read. We're going to have to engage in conversation with him to get there. And he reveals things to us according to his timing, which is perfect. We don't like it, but it's perfect. And according to what we can handle, and we can only handle so much because we're constantly developing and growing as individuals. And so while he don't got to reveal everything to us at once, he is accountable for his character. Authors are accountable for their characters. It's their story. If they're writing the story, it I you're responsible for telling me what happens to this character. You're responsible for if you say that character A don't eat eggs on page one, we can't be at page twenty and they order an omelet. I'm like, I thought this person didn't like eggs. They allergic. Like, what's happening right now? The author is responsible. They're accountable for how the story unfolds. And God ain't gonna let your life or your story be what messes up his accountability streak. His accountability streak is on 10. It's on point. And he's accountable for that. Like he's just going to continue on that narrative because it's a part of his character. And I was reading Jeremiah this week and I began to really admire Jeremiah's story because it's my first time doing a Bible study on Jeremiah. And then also admiring that part of God's character, that he is an accountable guy. I'm noticing a few things in my reading. Now, Jeremiah got about 51 books. I ain't done. I'm in like 20. So I'm almost halfway through. But there are a couple things that I'm noticing across the 20 chapters that kind of sparked 
this accountability message or this thought process that I'm having. And the first thing is that Jeremiah got a call from God to use his voice, a message that he was accountable for delivering. And I'm like, oh, same. Like I just, there's a piece actually where Jeremiah's like, I try to not listen to you and to not do what you told me to do, but there's like a fire where I have to do it. Like if I wanted to ignore you, if I wanted to not be obedient, it's impossible. I have to do it. And I can relate to that. There's moments when I'm like, what if I don't do power and pros? What if I don't, you know what I'm saying? Do advertising anymore. What if I don't do X? What if I go back to being like rude, angry, mad? Like there's just certain things in my character. I'm like, I don't gotta do this. And then later on, I'm like, I, I do like, that's just a thing. So that was the first thing I noticed is that I could just relate to that, that fire. Right. And then Jeremiah sees himself as accountable for delivering the message, even when it's most difficult. And I thought that was really interesting that you technically, we don't got to do nothing. God say talked, um, what last episode about choice and how we have a choice to do things. And so I, I love that even though he cries out about certain things that he always goes back. He understands that he got a word from God and he's accountable now since it fell on his ears for carrying it out. And the last thing that I'm picking up is that when it's difficult, Jeremiah goes back to the one that is accountable for him, which is the Lord. Jeremiah gets scared just like me, intimidated just like me, loses faith or his faith weans a little bit, just like me, wishes it was another way that it could be done sometimes, just like me. But he had an understanding that because God called him to it, God was the one who was accountable for ensuring his success the entire way through. Every time he laments, which as a reminder is a passionate expression of grief, sorrow, pain, anguish, he takes it to God each and every time. He didn't tell God, yo, you deceived me. Why you do me like this? Um, the day I was born, got to be cursed because I'm cursed right now, clearly. Like, he literally be giving it to God. And while God may not be the cause of his grief, it could be the way Jeremiah think about something. It could be uh, them times when he don't believe. And it's like, yeah, well, since you don't got no faith right now, that's why things ain't going in a faithful direction. Like, you know what I'm saying? It could be negative thinking patterns. It could be a loss that just is heavy on his heart. It's all of these things, right? The grief could not be God's fault at all. But he understood that God was accountable for the outcome because he was doing what God called him to do. And I just found that so powerful that it don't have to be all on my shoulders, right? Like I am accountable for things to be clear, a hundred percent. I'm accountable for certain things and I have a responsibility to do certain things because of this walk that I'm on with God, because of this walk that I'm on with trying to develop myself as a woman, because of this walk that I'm on with being a creator and owner of a brand and trying to make sure that I deliver for this community, right? And so there's accountability that I have, but there's an accountability that God has because he created me. And so since you created me, you got to see this creation thing out. And since I'm still breathing, you still have an accountability to me. And that thought process has really stripped away um, worry a bit more for me this week and provided ease. 
instead. And I started to think about my boy Moses. Y'all know I love Moses. And I started to make sense of the fact that every time Moses provided a rebuttal to his calling, God had an answer. And I think a lot of times when we talk about God having an answer, it's because God's God. God has an answer because he was accountable for the outcome. Moses didn't say, yo, pick me to deliver this thing. Jeremiah didn't say, yo, pick me to deliver this thing. That's not what happened. God called them. God calls you. God calls me. And so as soon as God put his hand in it, which he already did, like the creation of people, he put his hand in it, right? So when God got his hand in it, he's accountable for it. That's how it works. And I began to think about my life and the things I'm believing in God for. I'm believing in God for a new job. Pray for your girl. Okay. If you listen to this message right now, please pray for me. Cause I, I'm, I'm like, I know what I want to do, where I want to do it. And I see it so clearly and I'm just waiting on God to come through with it. Okay. So please send an agreement with me. Um, I'm praying over y'all always. So Set an agreement with your girl that this new job going to come through. Y'all going to have an episode about it and it's going to be dope. So that, the success of this brand, okay? Because Power and Pros was not my idea. And I have visions that just go beyond what I thought Power and Pros was going to be when I first started. God's accountable for that because the ideas are his ideas. So if you want me to carry this out, you're responsible for how it's carried out. Like that, that it's going to be carried out in general. God is responsible for that. Um, believing in God for a man, child, please. Like I'm believing in God. He going to have to deliver that for sure. And if you telling me there's a certain way I got to do this relationships thing. If you telling me there's a certain way that I have to show up when I'm in partnership with somebody. And if our relationship is supposed to honor you, supposed to bring glory into your name, that the fruit of my relationship that I'm going to have has to shine light and glory back to God. Okay, God, you are accountable for the foundation, like how this thing pops off. You're accountable for that. And because I can't build a man, you're going to have to be accountable for who this person is, building up their character, getting them right. Like you got to do all that. You're accountable for some things that I'm believing for because I'm supposed to believe in you, right? Like you the alpha, you the omega. Okay, cool. So you're accountable for some things. And Jeremiah reminded me of that, that I have the power to hold God accountable to his word. If God sowed a seed in your garden and it ain't bloomed yet, yes, you might have to do some work. Yes, you may have to just be patient, to be honest with you. But we can also hold God accountable, point blank and period. There are so many pieces of scripture and examples of people literally repeating to God what God told them. And I think sometimes we read it as them being snarky, them having an attitude, them having a lapse of faith. And sometimes all those things are present, like that's what's happening. But more often than not, or in tandem with that, it's simply a, hey, you accountable for what happens to me. And when you repeat that, when you say that, when you remind God, God really don't need the reminder. He knows like he's God. However, when we do this, it stirs up our faith because it reminds us just how faithful God has been. And we think about that with the pros part. When we think about the garden of our lives, the seeds that have already been planted, the things that have already been watered by us, by other people, the fruit that we've already seen, the flowers that have already sprouted. 
we see that God has been faithful this whole time, that he's still in control. And even with the chaos that's going on that we may be experiencing, he's accountable. He's still in charge. He's still doing his thing. And because he got power over everything, when we feel like we don't have power, when we feel like we don't know what else to do, when we don't know how our pros can be activated in a space, all we have to do is turn back to the one who gave us our voice anyway. And we remind him that he's accountable for giving us the words to speak, that he's accountable for giving us the heart posture. He's accountable for checking our heart. We can't do that. He's accountable for refreshing our mind every morning. And so as we go back to him, he has to deliver. That's like his one job. Like He has to deliver on love, on peace, kindness for us, grace, mercy, has to deliver. And not because we deserve it, but because he said he would do it. And when God speaks a word, it's going to happen because he's accountable for the word that he speaks. And so knowing this, getting examples of it, maybe it's not Jeremiah for you. Maybe you've been reading it somewhere else. Maybe you've seen a sermon that was talking about somewhere else. Go back at that story. Go back in that chapter. Pick out a verse. You'll be able to see it. God is accountable for the words that he says. He's accountable for his character. And therefore, he's accountable for us, his creation. So don't be scared. Cry out. Pull out old prayers, past conversations with people, scriptures, all of it. And you remind God of what he's accountable for. And with that, there's no surprise. The power tool for this week is to hold God accountable. Bring him into your garden, into your world. Walk him around. Show him the seeds that have been planted. Thank him for the opportunity to hold those seeds in your garden, in your life, to have the opportunity to be able to water them in the different seasons and the different skill sets and tools and gifts that you have. But then hold him accountable. Show him, point out what you need him to bless, what you need him to put his hand on so it sprouts up. Remind him of the type of future he promised that you would have, what he told you the garden of your life would look like. Hold God accountable. Model his character of consistency and accountability for what you plan and watch him come through. I love y'all so much and I feel particularly faith-filled about this very season that we're in. Personally, on the surface, I'm in a waiting season. I've said it myself that I'm in a waiting season, but I know a bit deeper, there's so much already happening and already in a state of growth. And so even this seeds exercise and me looking at the garden of my life, the fruit that I already have that I can hold in my hand, I feel much more hopeful because it's like I'm not asking God to start from scratch and starting from scratch isn't a negative thing. It doesn't always have to be a problem, but I had to recognize like that's not where I'm at. I've actually grown so much. I've already had so much poured into me and that journey is continuing and with the right mindset. That's how I continue to water it because I'm realizing I'm not in the stage where I'm digging up the ground and putting seed down. I'm watering seed that's already there. And my hope is that through today's episode, through our prose prompt, you recognize the same for yourself. 
also thank you for your continued support each and every week i love y'all all the cool kids across the world y'all are my people for real for real for real i love y'all so much you can continue to support by sharing the show across your social channels you can tag us at power pros podcast on instagram share with a friend rate and review the show and you can subscribe to the pros and praise pages newsletter where i get a chance to support you in a new way on your journey to professing your power and remembering that there's power in pros so i love you guys remember to hold yourselves accountable hold god accountable profess your power there's power in pros i love you happy march and i'll catch you next week